The Podcast Revolution Network is a collective of independent broadcasters banded together for mutual support, success, and to raise new voices to our platform. Our shows are made possible through listeners like you supporting our cause. For more information on supporting Podcast Revolution, please visit podrev.org. That's P-O-D-R-E-V dot org. Thank you. All right, everybody. How you doing? How you doing? This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. This is S. Anthony Thomas. This is episode number 233. And you're probably going, you said the same stuff in the opening of the episode that you normally say, but you don't sound as happy and jolly as you normally do. And there's a reason for that, my friend, because the mighty Toyota Camry was hit. The mighty Toyota Camry was hit in a traffic accident. Yes, I have dash cam footage of it. It was an accident. You know, the guy ran into me. Not a big deal. Well, actually, it is a big deal because my car is damaged, but he's going to take care of it. And I'm pretty sure he's a stand up guy and all of that kind of crap. But the thing is, for the next couple of days or so until we can link up because our schedules are so bad, uh, our schedules are so diverse, our schedules are so sucky. When, when it comes to being in the same place at the same time, I'm going to have this crap on the front of my car longer than it normally would happen. And it's really weird when you see something like your vehicle, your car that you're used to seeing intact with a scratch on it, or in this case, a, a bunch of scratches and paint smudges and that are the size of a football helmet. And you're looking at it and, uh, right? Because you kind of forget about it. You forget that the crap happened in the first place. You forget that that crap is there. Right. Because when you're in the car, car still is working properly, still work functions exactly like it did before. Right. And if you get out of your car quickly to do anything during the course of the day, you don't even look back at the car to notice that, that crap that's on the front of the car. You don't notice the scratches and all of that crap. You don't even pay attention to it because when you're in the car, you can't see it. Right. It's kind of like, you know, how sometimes when you in your life, you have that bad thing that's kind of bad, but not super duper bad, but just bad enough that encountering it will ruin whatever is <laughs> will ruin your day or bum you out but it's you know and it's at that line where there's something else can actually still distract you from it like if you have a sick relative and i have a couple of sick relatives right now nothing can distract me from that that's that's the elephant in the room and that's always there and that's sad right but there's things that are not that sad and not anywhere near that serious that are just enough to bum you out like in the case of me this dent but think about this You've been in a situation where, say for the sake of argument, you uh, you have playoff tickets, right? You bought them in advance. Your team clinched early, right? And you ran down there really quickly. You got the playoff tickets and you walk in the house. I got them. Ha ha. And your team hasn't been to the playoffs in years. And your spouse is like, look, you know, okay, that's cool. You know, you go to the thing. I am not going with you to that crap, but that's cool. You enjoy that thing. And you got the thumbs up for the playoff tickets and the, your spouse knows how important the playoff tickets are for you and you got them and it's great. But the day of the game, 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 all three of your kids are shooting poop out of their behinds like they're cannons in the wrangling brother's circus and they're spewing out vomit like they're in the exorcist in this mucus city and it's a hard enough job to handle with two of you but they but you got playoff tickets and you were starting to help out the way you would help out under normal circumstances but there's a part of you that wants to go to the damn playoff game and your spouse is understanding and he or she says to you you know what <sighs> I can handle this for four hours. I know he's going to take it just, you know, five, four or five hours and let you go to the game. I know it's important to you to see this playoff game. This is going to be really rough, but I, I, I understand how important it is. You know, you, you just go there. You spend too much money on that. And I don't want you to waste the money and because you can't sell them now. And you, and you go, thank you, honey. And you kiss your spouse and you go out to the game. You put your stupid jersey on and you try to not sound too damn happy. When you walk out, you try to sound like, yeah, you know, I'm going to go to this game now. We're inside you're doing three backflips and you're doing a jump in the air foot click you know damn well you're super happy but you figure if you act too happy you're gonna rub it in you call your friends and tell them that you're gonna pick them up to go to the game and you try to sound sad on the phone and they're like okay guys um i'm ready to go to the game uh i'll be there yeah, you know, I'll be there in about 15 minutes, okay? And your friends are going, <laughs> you're doing the fake sad sadness crap so she won't change her mind and make your punk ass stay there with your vomit machine kids, huh? 
That's exactly what's happening. So let's just go to this game and suffer through the first playoff game in this city in 17 years. Let's just go there and suffer through the atmosphere that our team is favored by 10 points. And then we're, we're, we're going to just tough it out. <laughs> You're being too stupid. If you keep rub, if you keep acting too sad, she's going to get suspicious. Yeah, I think I should leave now. And then you go to the game and it's great and your team wins. Your team wins on a great play in the last second of the game. A touchdown pass is 42 yards and the person catches the ball and the diving catch in the end zone with no time on the clock. The referees put their hands up, touchdown, game winning. And you were there for it because you were right behind where the guy caught the ball. You got it on your phone. You got it in the vine. You put it on your Instagram. You put it on your Twitter. You put it on your Facebook, you didn't, hey, that's right. Then you start heading home and you high five your friends as you drop them off. And now you're 20 minutes away from home and you're happy. And then you realize, oh no. When you go home, there's three kids that are vomiting and puking and peeing and vomiting and puking and peeing and vomiting and puking and peeing. Oh my, and vomiting and puking and peeing. Oh my. Yeah, that's right. There was that little thing that was in the background. It's not that big of a deal. It's not like they're life-threatening illnesses. They're just sick kids crying and vomiting and puking and peeing. And now you got to go deal with that crap. And you know you're going to be up all night. And you know when you go home, your wife, even though she's the most understanding person in the world, and she was really cool to let you go to the game. Well, that was nine and a half. Well, let's see how long was the game. It took you an hour to get to the game. Game's three and a half hours. And it took you an hour to get back. And now all of a sudden, she's gone five and a half hours. You bastard. You get back in six hours or so and she's had six hours of dealing with those kids and now you walk in and the same person who had an understanding look on her face is looking at you like she wants to get in the running position run at you with a full head of steam jump in the air until she's horizontal and then drop kick your punk ass out the kitchen window and you knew it was coming and you forgot all about the kids when you're at the game but on the way home you remembered oh no that's what it's like when there's that little thing in the background that's kind of bad, but not too bad, but kind of bad, but not too bad. And you forget about it because it's not bad enough for you to have to keep remembering it. But it's bad enough that when you have to deal with it, it sucks. Not did that long ass description to let you have an idea of how I feel about the mighty Toyota Camry and that football helmet size scratching stuff on the front of my damn car. Yeah, I said it. Like I said, you're in the car, you don't notice it. You're driving a car, you don't notice it. If you get out of the car quickly and if you come home late like I do, you can't even see it because it's dark outside. And when you turn off the car, the lights go off and the tree is so big that it covers the street lights so I can't see it. And when I come back out, the front of the car is actually, when I park, I park in a way to where the front of the car is actually obstructed by the tree. So when I get in the car, I don't even see the damn scratch. I actually don't see the scratch when I get in the car because of the tree and out of the car because of the tree. Yeah, that's right. Well, the other day, somebody was parked in a parking place where I couldn't park exactly like I normally would park. So when I got out of the car, I could see the big dent scratch. I could see it sitting there. And I walked into the house mad. And when I forgot about it, when I went in the house and I came out the next morning to go about my day and I walked down the steps and I saw that was the first thing I saw. The scratches, the big scratches and paint damage. And he was sitting there mocking me. You know, it was it was like one of those bad 80s high school movies, right, where you really love the girl and you know the girl really loves you. But for some reason, that chump is always hanging around her, always standing too close to her. He has no chance of getting her, but he's still hanging around and he knows you don't like it, but he does it anyway. And she doesn't even pay attention because she's into you. She's not into him, but you still know he's trying to be disrespectful and you want to slap the crap out of the bastard. But, you know, if you slap the crap out of the bastard, people are going to think you. You are the bastard because you slapped that bastard and you do, they don't realize that you really do have a reason to slap that bastard because he's a bastard. It's like that, right? That dent doesn't make the car run operational. It can still does what it, it still does what it does. Still looks good almost in the other seven eighths of the car. It still looks good. It still runs good. Good gas mileage. You can't even hear the engine when I'm driving. Still great. But that scratches the dental right there in my face. Standing next to the Toyota Camry like, yeah, girl, how you doing? And I'm going, get away from her, you bastard. And he's like, I ain't getting away from her until you take me to the repair shop. And you won't have time to take me to the repair shop. So I'm just going to sit right here 
all up next to the Toyota Camry, punk. And there's nothing you can do about it. You bastard. Yeah, that's right. That gent's sitting there mocking you, laughing at you. Right? Like I said, you forget about the dent sometimes. I go to the store. I go to the store and I want to get a sandwich and I get a tuna sandwich. The, the way the guy makes a tuna sandwich is the way I like to make tuna sandwiches. And I get the tuna sandwich and he has to, tells me a story about his life and we're having a nice little conversation. We're kind of bonding so much so that we actually stand there talking a little longer than we normally would. And he goes, oh, sorry, Poppy, I forgot to make your sandwich. It's not a problem, brother. It was great talking to you. He makes the sandwich. I get the sandwich. We do the fist bump. I get my juice. I get the, some pretzels or some crap like that. And I'm walking out. And I'm going, that was a nice conversation. He really is a nice guy. I look across the street. I see my car. There's a bus that's actually passing by. And then the bus passes by. And then all of a sudden, the dent's right there. Yeah, that's right, punk. You forgot about me, didn't you? Well, I'm still all over the Toyota Camry, man. Yeah, that's right. I'm right in your face. Oh, I'm all up. And look, and I'm all up on this Toyota Camry bumper. Look at you. <laughs> and there's nothing you can do about it. I'm here, punk. That's what the dent does. The dent is that thing waiting in the background to mess up your day because dents are bastards. Now, I don't know if you've ever had uh, anything like that happen to you. Well, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure you have. I mean, everybody's had the fender benders and bumps and all of that kind of crap. And it's really weird how traumatic it actually is when you see something that was that was in good condition and whole. Right. And you're looking at it and you see something wrong with it. There's something in your brain and going, that is wrong. 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 Wrong, 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 wrong. Because the dent just sits there just staring at you. Right. If that dent could say the N-word, I'm sure it would, that bastard. Even right now, I don't even want to go outside and get any water out of my trunk. Because I'll see the dent. I can almost hear it laughing at me. <laughs> I got my hands all over the fender. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Now, the thing about it is because the, the, the dent is not as then the scratches are not as bad, not super duper bad to the point where. OK, let me stop lying. This dent suck and the scratches are pissing me off. I was trying to minimize it, but I ain't going to do it. I just realized it's just bad enough where if I was going to buy this car to use car lots, this dent would make me go. I can't do it. It was, it's just at that line. There's a, sometimes when you're buying a used car right? if you're buying a used car, if this was a used, if it was a used car. You look at the car and there'll, there'll be some kind of there'll be imperfections in it because it's an older car. Maybe there's a couple of scratches here. And there's there's a certain level of scratch where you go, you know what? I'll take it anyway. I, you know, maybe I'll get it painted. I don't know. But this has moved be this is beyond that point. If this even if the car runs the way it runs now, which is perfectly, and I saw this scratch and this big thing, I I say I dude, I can't do it. I'll knock a five hundred dollars off. Uh uh, nah, I'm cool. I can't do it. And that's why it bothers me. I am more I would be more embarrassed to roll up the bottom of my shirt and show my rapidly shrinking guts than I am to show off the dent on that car. And that's saying a lot from someone that had a six pack a while ago, a long while ago. But uh, well, I had it. So it doesn't matter how long ago it is. You bastard. Shut up. Right. Man. Ugh. It's the kind of dent that if the girl was, if you're talking to a girl and you're trying to impress her, yeah, girl, what's going on? Oh, you have a cute little car there. Yeah, you know how it is. I do what I do, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? I haven't decided whether I'm going to date you yet because you're kind of cute, but I usually only date guys who don't allow big scratches and dents to be on the right to be on the, the driver's side of the car on the front fender so i'm going to walk around your car and, and if and quite frankly if you don't have a gigantic scratch on the front of your car that that has lots of paint scrapings on it if you don't have that i'm going to begin dating you i know it's a really weird thing and it's kind of a superficial thing and i'm, I'm actually a very wonderful person but my one imperfection and I'm going to overlook the fact that you're a fat guy right now and I'm taller than you. I'm going to overlook that and the fact that I make infinitely more money than you because you have no money. I'm going to overlook all of that. And I'm going to use this one criteria to decide whether or not to date you. I just want to say for the sake of argument that I'm a, I'm a, 
I am a wonderful person, incredible and awesome and incredible. And everything, everything you've ever dreamed of as a human being, I am in every way. Uh, but uh, the one thing I can't stand is really big, dense, well, not dense, but big, big, gigantic paint scraping and scratches on the front of Toyota Camry. So I'm going to walk around the car. And instead of walking around the car in the front and just pretty much ending this misery because of the scratch that I'm pretty sure is on the front of the car, I'm going to walk around the other ways to prolong the agony for you. Okay, everything looks good. Oh, God, she's going to see the dent. Why are you sitting on the front of the car and... It's really kind of embarrassing. You're laying across the front of your car as if you're humping it. And I know you're not humping it. It's almost as if you're trying to cover a gigantic scratch that's going to go through this ridiculous criteria that I'm using to date you. Oh, no, girl. I just like to lay on the front of my car for no reason. And I'm going to lay on the front of my car in this, this exact spot in this really, really awkward angle. Uh, just long enough for you to decide that you want to be with me and then walk away. Hopefully in the direction of the back of the car, because if you walk into the direction of the front of the car, you will see the scratch I'm high, that I'm hiding with my body. Not that there's a scratch there. Would you mind moving, please? I, I can't do that right now because I, I really think you're cute and want to get it on. I mean, date you and uh, get up. Oh, my God, that, that, that there's a big scratch, scratches the size of a football helmet on the front of your car. We're definitely not going to have lots of intercourse and babies. No. Damn you, person who wasn't paying attention when you were driving down the street and didn't notice that my car was correctly positioned in the lane and you decided to sweep into my lane by being by not paying attention and scraping the front of the Toyota Camry, thus ensuring I can't have this delicious woman who, for some reason, decides not to date dudes because of random big scratches on the front of Toyota Camrys. It's kind of a weird way to decide whether or not to date someone, and it's kind of ironic that this particular person who would have been perfect for me under normal circumstances runs into me at this particular time and I have this particular problem on this particular car which just happens to be the one thing that makes her decide not to go out with me but damn you <laughs> I did not run into a woman that said that <laughs> but it was really weird it's just it's just really weird and irritating how much that bothers me you know, and, and, and in addition to that, like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm recording this maybe five or six hours later than I normally would um, because somebody else was doing something stupid and I got uh, I got roped into that. So I don't know, man, it's just, it's just it's just been a weird few days, you know, traffic accident, damage to the mighty Toyota Camry, jackasses effing up my schedule. And I'll be honest with you, the only thing that kept me from going on a rampage and going on a dropkick rampage was knowing that at some points during the course of this day, I was going to get to talk to you bastards. So I guess essentially I should be thanking you uh, that the joy I have in, in uh, talking to you bastards is what made me not decide to go on a dropkick rampage because I don't want to I don't want to do that. I would be wrong, you know, because I'm really good at dropkicking people. I really am, you know. And you prevented the dropkick rampage. You should give yourselves a round of applause. So as I end this first segment, I want to say applaud yourself for stopping the dropkick rampage. Because if I go on a dropkick rampage, the world ain't safe. Oh, yeah. I got size 12 feet. I'm five foot eight and I got size 12 shoes. What does that tell you? I devastating dropkicks. Segment over. All right, folks, I want to talk to you about something that's a little bit uncomfortable. You know, now I don't have any children and I may have some children someday, which means if that, in fact, happens, if I do, in fact, have children someday, I'm going to have to go through what a friend of mine had to go through. Now, I'm, you know, I'm in my 40s and some of my friends, a lot of my friends are you know, a little older than I am. Some are younger, some around the same age, but a lot of them are a little bit older. They're in their 50s and stuff like that. And keep in mind, I have friends in their 20s and 30s and all that kind of crap, too. But my, you know, the friends that I made when I was doing comedy originally were always like five, six, seven, eight, nineteen years older than I am. So they have adult children and children in their late teens, early 20s and stuff. But the funny thing about it is as a parent, it's got to be uncomfortable as a protective parent. When you start realizing the moment you start realizing and it becomes very apparent that your child is getting it on right now, you know, when they get into their 20s, you don't. Know, it's like whatever, you know. But when they're in their late teens, like literally like 18, 19, you know, what I'm saying? maybe up to 20, 
there's a part of you that still thinks of them as a kid. There's a part of you that's still super duper mega ultra protective of them. And you don't want to think about them getting it on. And it's worse with girls because we still have this thing in society where, you know, we have this sexist crap where we, we we're, you know, we treat women and men differently. Because if a guy, this particular guy, when he knew that his son was, you know, going to, you know, to, 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 to Bang City, he was like, hey, boy, get him, get him, get him. <laughs> That's my boy. Get him, get him, get him. Sex, 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 get him. Yeah, I bet you go out to kill a lady killer. <laughs> but when his young, pretty, gorgeous daughter, who's a real sweetheart, uh, when, it, when he found out that somebody was, how can I put this politely, getting it on with her let's just say he wasn't like yeah hey honey get it on with those dudes get them get them get them he wasn't like that and i don't even cause this guy really isn't if you would look at it objectively and you look at the way he carries himself in every other aspect of life you would not call him a sexist guy at all but in this one area in this one area Oh no! All of a sudden, he is like I said. When the son, uh, get him, go, my boy, get him, get him, uh, lady killer, <laughs> uh, <yeah>, heartbreaker, <laughs> and he found out the hard way. Now she had a boyfriend, and he was a bit of a, a bit of a dweeb, but you know, not in a bad way. Like he wasn't one of those guys that you're going to think he's going to be one of those violent, or overly macho jackasses who's going to be mean to her or anything like that. Nice kid, you know, and all of that kind of crap driving in the car with him or we're going someplace and he can see in the distance, I think that's my daughter. And he sees his daughter. I say, yeah, yeah, that's her. All right. And she says, he goes, he goes, uh, nah, I'm not going to go over there and bother him. Let her hang, hang out with her friend. She's with him and, you know, let them have their time together. And we're just about to pull off. The lights stops us. And I really wish the light had not stopped us because if the light hadn't stopped us, it would have been another great day. It would have been a great day, me hanging out with my buddy, going to do some crap and having a great time and all of that crap. But the light stopped us and the light stopped us at the wrong time because he looks over and he sees her holding hands with the dude. Great. Yeah. And he sees them hugging. Oh, that's cute. And then he sees the, the, the boy kiss her. And it wasn't like one of those <laughs> kisses. It was like a, one of those type of things. Oh, that's cute. And then he moves in full of <laughs> one of those tooth sucking kisses. And that made him a little uncomfortable. But she is 18 years old. You know, and it's like, um, well, they've been going out for a year. I mean, I mean, what do we, I mean, and then it happened. Oh, no. And you notice how I usually say, oh, no, after the thing happened. This is so traumatic for the bastard. I actually have to say, oh, no, before I describe what happened, because it's worthy of saying, oh, no, before the thing happened. Why? Because, oh, no. As the dude is kissing her like that with the tooth sucking kissing, he puts his hands around her waist. Not a problem. And then they went lower. Oh, no. And lower. Oh no. And he went into full butt cheek grab and separate mode. He was digging in there real good. Oh no, I'm sitting there going, Oh God, why do I have to see this crap? And I was looking over and I'm seeing him and I'm trying to look out the front of the, the windshield to act like I don't see this crap. And I know he sees it. And, I, they, 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 and I'm thinking that something's wrong with the engine. And it's not the engine. It's his heart beating through his chest like in one of those really bad cartoon things where you see the guy, like the cartoon character, sees the girl that they're in love with. And the heart comes up because of love. But this time the heart ain't beating through his chest because of love. It's beating through his heart just because of, I don't know. I just know it ain't love. Because we, we, as, as adult men who've had sex, we all know exactly what's going on. What He just saw it. The buttocks melt move. Oh, no. I know what you're thinking. You're going, S machine. What the hell is the buttocks melt move? The buttocks melt move is the way a woman moves when you have your hands on her buttocks when you've had sex with her. Right? Because as a teenager, some teenage girls 
are very, very cognizant and very, very aware, and they know that you're in an intimate relationship with them, but they don't want to have sex. They don't want to do that. So, well, they'll let you touch stuff and squeeze on stuff, and they'll go, well, that's all you're going to get because we're not going to do stuff because I don't want to have a baby. I don't want to, I'm not saying you have any diseases, but we have to be careful, and we're not going to do certain things, and they're definitely not going to put the car up in the garage. You know, you can run your hands around the back of the garage, and you may be able to play with the front of the garage through the pants, but you're not putting the bus up into the garage. That's not going to happen, but you can play with the garage from the, you can play with the back door of the garage through the, and that's what happens. But that wasn't what that was. We know the difference. We know the difference between the way you squeeze a woman's butt when that's all you're going to get. And we know just like when you squeeze a woman's butt when you done got everything. And you're just reminding yourself and enjoying some stuff that you already got that you know you're going to get again. And this was the buttocks melt move because he put his hands on her butt and she melted back into the hand. And he knew at that moment that that brother had been, his bus had been up in her garage and he knew it. And I knew it. And I'm going, why am I in the car with this guy at this moment? This is the kind of thing that you hope happens to him alone. He gets to decompress. He gets to think about it. He gets to calm down. He gets to chill out. And then the next day or maybe later on that day, he calls you and tells you about it. And then you calm him back down. But now I'm sitting next to him and this traumatic moment happens. And you know how sometimes in a movie you hear that music, weep, weep. Dun, 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 dun. surprisingly enough that it, there was a commercial on the radio where that actual music was in the commercial and it corresponded with him seeing his daughter do the buttocks melt move and it was really really embarrassing and I was hoping that the, 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 the people are honking behind honk, honk, move 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 and he pulled over to the side and he just, he pulled over to the side. It wasn't safe for him to pull over to the side of the road in the car because he was moving the car without taking his eyes off of that dude's hand on his daughter's butt. And I'm going, dude, you about to run over some kids. And he said, shut up, jackass. And he's staring at the thing. And I'm basically driving the car with my left hand so he doesn't kill us. And he don't want to go anywhere because we've been standing there for in the car for four minutes and he hasn't taken his hands off his daughter's ass yet. And he's just sitting there and he's getting angry. But it's a bit, it was really weird because it wasn't like he was angry, angry, like he was going to go punch the guy because it's not like the guy was assaulting her. He was angry because he now knew his little girl was not a little girl anymore. And it was right in front of his face. Right. And now he's breathing. That mother Then five minutes earlier, he thought that kid was the greatest kid in the world. And the kid probably was still the greatest kid in the world. He was just the greatest kid in the world who happens to be getting it on with your daughter. I did not say that out loud. And he's staring at it. I can't believe this. And finally, he takes his hands off her ass and they begin walking again. And then he gets in the car. Now we're at a place where we can see them, but they can't see us. But we can see them, but they can't see us. And he's driving two miles an hour. And in two miles an hour. So everybody sees you. There's an air of love and of happiness. And this is the Fresh Prince's new. Okay, I almost went to a Fresh Prince song. I don't need to do that. It's not a, doesn't apply here. So he's driving, he's watching, and, and now not only did she do the buttocks melt, melt move, but she was killing them. Now he's doing the buttocks caress while they're walking, and she's doing the buttocks melt move again, melting into him while he squeezes her buttocks, and he's staring, and I'm going, this is just kind of gross. I mean, we're, we're two middle-aged guys in the car, and you're driving around staring at a guy's hand on your daughter's ass, and I'm telling you right now, even though I know there's nothing lurid going on here, if there was a police car behind us right now all they would see is you staring at a teenage girl's ass and we would get arrested and I'm trying my best I'm doing everything in my power to not look at this mess but I can't not look at this mess because every time I look back at him he's still looking at her and I, I, I'm looking at him and he's looking at her and I'm going, I got to get out of here. And he's starting to do running commentary. I can't believe this guy. Look at this guy. Why is he going to have his hand on their ass so long, huh? What is this, a strip show? What the hell is going on here? I mean, come on, have some discord, man. What's all this public displays of affection? We get it. We get it. You're screwing my door, but you ain't got to be grabbing her ass on the public like that. What the hell is wrong with you, man? It's not my, my girl. Is, my daughter's not that kind of girl. And then you grabbing on her ass like that. Why don't you just have a bit sex right now? Why don't you just have sex right now? He's going through all of this. And I'm sitting there going, oh, God, he's going 
going to at some point he's going to realize that somebody else is still in the car with him and he's going to start trying to bring me into this conversation or even worse he's going to say hey look at this can you believe this and then he's going to force me to look at his daughter's ass with a guy squeezing on it and i don't want to look at his daughter's ass who's emotionally my niece i don't want to look at his daughter's ass in any kind of sexual context at all i don't that's a I, I, I don't want to do that but i know he's going to try to make me do that and he's driving one and a half miles an hour and i, I don't like it and i never worked so hard in my life to not look at something and he looks back over at me which is what i dreaded and he, the only thing he can see is the bottom of my shoes because i'm literally hanging out of his passenger window balanced on my shoes so i can't look did you see this s did you see what this guy's doing touching my door and i'm going i really can't see because i'm hanging out of the passenger window by my feet and my face is three inches off of the ground because i dropped something you what did you drop i don't know that i did not think to lie out that much and then he grabs my foot and drags me back through the passenger window, sits me back down and says, put your seatbelt on. I put my seatbelt on. And then I, 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 luckily, when I was hanging out of the car, there was a piece of newspaper with some gum on it. And my face hit it. And when he pulled me back in the window, it was the funny papers. And I put threw the gum out the window and started reading the funny papers. And he goes, stop reading the funny papers and look over here at my daughter's ass. And I'm like, I don't want to look at your daughter's ass, you sick bastard. And he goes, it's not me that's a sick bastard. It's this bastard that's a sick bastard. Look, and he grabs my face. And I'm going, did you just grab my face, dude? He goes, this is not the time for that pal look. Look, did you see that? And I'm going, oh, what, what are you talking about? And he goes, you know what I'm talking about. Don't you, I saw you. Don't, don't try to act like you don't know what I'm talking about. And I looked over and the guy still had his hand on his daughter's ass. And she was still doing the buttocks milk move. Everybody knows the buttocks milk move. Every married man knows the buttocks milk move. And you don't want to see your daughter doing the buttocks milk move until she's an adult doing the buttocks milk move with her husband. And then if you see your daughter doing the buttocks milk move with your husband, you're okay with it because he's married to her and you want him to have babies anyway. But not at 18, damn it. traumatized he was he thought he had scared all the boys away he thought he had he even tried to intimidate this kid when they for when he was 17 and his daughter was 17 and they've been together for a year he tried to intimidate the kid he was like if the kid can get through this then he's, he's worthy of dating my daughter but i still want him to know he better watch himself hey mr jones i'm here to pick up your daughter good Come downstairs to the basement. I'm doing something. <laughs> Walks the kid down into the basement and the kid notices that the basement is soundproof and the door is soundproof and the door closes behind him and he pulls a light and there's a, 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 a tackling dummy with the kid's face superimposed over the face place and he takes out a samurai sword that he's been, he's been sharpening the whole time and chops the head off of the thing. He goes, why was my face on the tackling dummy? Oh, is that your face? I didn't know that. How did you not know that my name was there? What a coincidence. Hey, kid, do me a favor. What's that? Why don't you go pop that trunk over there? Why is your car down here? Just pop the trunk, punk. Kid walks over, pops the trunk. Trunk opens up, and he notices that the car is lined with plastic like in a Hitman movie. He says, you see that plastic, punk? You see that plastic? Hmm? Notice that the basement, like I said, the basement is soundproof, punk. Huh? Notice how that car is lined, how the, how the trunk of that car is lined with plastic, punk. What's this? Why do you have luminol, big bottles of luminol on the table over there? Oh, I've been practicing. See, for the past six months, I've been chopping up pigs in the basement and throwing them in the trunk. And larger animals and throwing them in the trunk. The last few weeks, I've been chopping up cows and throwing them in the trunk. Practicing how to cut stuff up that's alive and throw it in the trunk and close the trunk and take this thing where it is and drop it off in the wilderness someplace without leaving fingerprints. And know why I have so much luminol punk? Because luminol is used to show the enzymes in the blood so if there's any trace of blood the luminol can find it well for the past six weeks i've been chopping up pigs and cows and goats that were alive they were screaming and no one could hear them scream in the basement and i chopped them up and threw them in the trunk and the last 15 in a row i used the luminol sprayed the luminol all over the place and there was no trace of blood which means i was very easy safe for the sake of argument if somebody was inappropriate with my daughter and i decided to take him into this basement beat him down chop him up throw them in the trunk and throw them out someplace in the woods. No one would find a trace of blood. That's right. And the kid goes, you know, um, 
you know, she already told me that you you did the same thing for like eight dudes, and you know, I, I mean, you didn't even change up your scare tactics. I mean, it's like, you know, when I came over today, I said to her, I said, it's, it's time to meet your dad. She goes, yeah, he's gonna take you downstairs to the soundproof basement, show you the lion trunk. He's gonna tell you the story about all the pigs he killed down there and the cows and. He's going to tell you about the luminol that he has on the side of the wall. It's all true. He did kill a bunch of pigs and cows down there, but he's not going to do it to a human pig. Because to be honest with you, um, we actually ate those pigs and cows. He didn't take him any place. I mean, he's just trying to scare you. So, you know, you, you, can, you can act scared if you want to, but, you know, it's not really that big of a deal. He's not going to do anything. So you're not intimidated? Nah, dude. Oh. It's really uncomfortable when you find out that your young relative is getting it on. It's uncomfortable. I know it was uncomfortable for him. You know, would have been even more uncomfortable when, if he knew that later on that evening I was at my house laughing at him. <laughs> and I can't really even say anything because I'm very, very similar to that. I've, I've been in the situation where... You know, younger relatives are, you know, are, you know, going out with some dude, not the dudes alone with me in a room. And I didn't, you know, I didn't like threaten to chop him up or anything like that. But I sit across the table and I'm going, hey, how you doing? Hey, Mr. Ransom here. I said, yeah, yeah, I know you. Come here, come here. Listen, you know, a lot of older relatives, male relatives, sometimes when you're going out with a younger female relative of theirs, they get into that whole thing where they try to scare you and all of that kind of crap. I'm not one of those dudes. I'm just, I, I realize that she's an intelligent young lady and she's going to make really, really good choices with whoever she goes out with. So, you know, you don't have to worry about me going through this whole rigmarole about, you know, oh, I'm going to get you and all that. I'm not going to do that kind of thing. I'm not going to do that, you know. Yeah, aren't you a friend of that guy that used to chop up the pigs in the basement and, you know, and, uh, yeah, he's a friend of mine, but I, I don't I don't condone that, mainly because he had all of that meat and didn't offer me no, da- never mind, he didn't offer me none of the meat. I mean, how you, I mean he knows how much I love bacon, and he ain't going to give me no damn bacon with all them dead pigs he was chopping up in the bacon. Okay, that, that, that's beside the point. What I'm saying is that you're now dating a young relative of mine, and not my daughter, obviously, but a young relative of mine, and I'm going to expect you to be on your best behavior, okay? You know, because, you know, it's important. You have to respect ladies. You know, and not that I think the ladies in my family are more important, but they're more important to me. You know, so you know, just be on your best behavior, and um, you know, make sure that you you behave in a way that's 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 nice, that's, that's good, and that behave you know, treated with respect. Thank you for not trying to scare me, Mister Thomas. I really appreciate it. I said, not a problem, not a problem at all. <laughs> Let's go to the basement, guy. We'll talk to you about something. Uh, I'm not going in the basement with you. Why? You're going to do some kind of scare tactic? <laughs> I mean, I told you, I'm not like that guy who was chopping up pigs in the basement. I'm not going to do anything to try to scare you, to make you treat my, 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 young, relative, my young relative with respect. There's nothing in my basement at all that's scary. All right, I'm going to trust you. The whole problem is going on down to the basement. And then I took him down to the basement, taped him to the wall, and kicked the shit out of him for three hours. <laughs> that did not happen. But I often wonder, though, what it, what it's like as a parent. I know how uncomfortable it was when I was as a, as a, as as a relative when you know that your young relatives are getting it on, and you know for a fact they're getting it on. It's like really uncomfortable. But I imagine it's got to be a hundred times worse. Um, for a parent I was like gee I mean cause there's got to be a point in time where you just there's something that you see like this guy who saw this guy this dude like really like really squeezing his daughter's ass and he, like I said you, when you could tell that they had you know it was it was really obvious from the way she reacted to the ass squeeze that they had been having sex but there's got to be there's got to it's got to be really weird for you you know, because you had, if you're the mother, you squeeze, you just squeeze the baby out of your body. You did, you breastfed the kid. You wipe the diapers and this, the that, the that. They grow up and they wipe the thing, and the tooth comes out and all of that crap. And then, and the next thing you know, some other person, they're 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 adult size and they're still young. They're 18, 19 years old, and you know for a fact some dude is. You know, trying his best to get her panties off, or if he's your son, you know, some lady is gonna take his pants off, and then, and then maybe he'll wind up with a baby before he's ready, or your daughter will wind up with a baby before they're ready, or maybe they'll have some kind of diseases or some crap, and you got all that going on in your head and all of that crap. It's gotta be uncomfortable, you know. And I don't know whether or not I'm looking forward to. I mean, I, I wouldn't look forward to that. You know, but I'm I'm wondering what how I'm going to react to that if I ever find myself in that kind of situation, you know. 
And that's why I have not yet told my mother that I've been having sex uh, for the past 30 years. She does not need to know that. And you're probably going, um, haven't you lived with women before? Yes, it's happened several times. Um, you're, you're 47 years old. Yes. And you mean to tell me you, you haven't just out and out told your mom that you're sexually active? I have not said anything about it. I kind of stay away from the subject. <laughs> oh, no, I just recorded this episode and I just said that I'm sexually active. Now, I'm sure my mother and father are going to hear this. I did not realize that I would be giving away secrets like that. Well, Mom, Dad, um, I just want to let you know right now that uh, I'm not going to say this. The best way is to just come out and say it. There's no sugarcoating this. I just gotta, I gotta just admit it to them and just get it over with. Yank it off like a like a like a bandaid, and and just just, just pull it off, and then just admit it, and then then it's out in the open. And then nobody's embarrassed. I just gotta. Okay, just one, two, three. Just count to two. Just count to ten. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <coughs> uh, mom and dad, I know you're. You know you're. You're listening to this, and the whole. Oh, oh, oh God, it's gonna be kind of weird because now they're gonna be like thinking of me. You know, with my penis and giving women's vaginas and stuff. And, Not only am I going to have to admit that I'm having I have sex, I'm going to have to admit that I had sex and I'm having sex before marriage. Oh, God, this is going to be embarrassing. Oh, I don't care if I have people in different countries hearing this. I mean, hi, Great Britain, hi, Australia, hi, Canada, hi, France, hi, America. But I don't care if you guys know that I'm banging, but, um, I, oh, God, I mean, okay, hold on. I got to think about this for a second. I got to figure out a way. Break it to them that I'm banging. Oh, okay, mom, dad. I had to break this to you, but your 47-year-old son is banging. No, that's not good. That's not good. That's that's uh, that's not good. That's not good. Let me think, think, think. Uh, let me see. How am I gonna do this, mom? Maybe. Well, they're not together anymore. My my mom's in one part of the country. My dad's in another part of the country. So maybe maybe I'll have to go to each different part of the country because they're not together and then. I'll tell, my, I'll tell my mother first because she lives closer. I'll, I'm going to go over there and say, hey, mom. Hey, honey, what are you doing here? Uh, I just wanted to say, you know, everything's great and everything like that. And um, um, I'm, 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 I'm banging women. You're banging women? Yes, I, I am. You've, you've, you've banged women? Yes, I'm, I'm sorry I haven't told you. And how long have you been banging I've uh, been banging since I was 17. You've been banging for 30 years and I'm just hearing about this? Mom, why are you, uh, why are you taking off your sandal? Why are you walking at me and pointing to my buttocks? You know what? I got to go. This is, <laughs> hey, Dad. Hey, what's going on, buddy? Hey, Dad, I just want to let you know something. Uh, you can tell me. I'm, uh, you better not tell me you're banging, boy. Oh, no. You're banging, aren't you? No, no, Dad, I am not banging. I knew it. Give me my belt, you mother. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, this is, I, I'm not telling them. I'm, I'm going to tell them. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to broach the subject because I, I don't want to get spanked by my mom with a sandal and I don't want my dad to take his belt off and whip me. So, uh. Uh, if you guys are both listening to this, I mean, this is episode number 233, and I've done a lot of talking about banging, but I want to let you know that um, even though every bit of evidence says the contrary, and the fact that I've actually lived with and slept in the same bed with women on multiple occasions and different long-term relationships, I want to let you know that nothing happened. <laughs> You know, I mean, I, 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 I you know, I, 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 there, there was no banging. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a virgin. Uh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> okay, the segment's getting a little uncomfortable, so I'm going to have to end it. Uh,
Hey guys, let me ask you, would it be okay if I just talked about weird stuff just for a little while? Would that be all right for the for this segment, which, which will probably be the last segment on the show? Would it be okay if I talked to you about just really weird, stupid crap for a second? Yes, of course, you're ingenious. Why, thank you, random people around the country and around the world. Uh, <laughs> I was just thinking about something that happened um, a while ago. I literally lost my sunglasses on my own head. And I know it's a common thing. I had the sunglasses on the top of my head and I'm walking around looking for them. And I felt like a dope because I literally caught myself in the mirror and I started laughing and no one no one else knew that it happened. And they're like, what are you laughing at? And I was like, yeah, hey, I just thought of a joke because I didn't want to tell them. Which of course makes no sense because they're going to listen to this and now they're going to know, but who cares? But it reminded me of how sometimes we lose things in places where <laughs> where where we shouldn't lose them. You know, like you shouldn't lose your glasses on your head. You shouldn't. It should never happen. I am now in the habit now, I'm like, where are my sunglasses? I literally will touch the top of my head first before I go anywhere to look. Because sometimes you don't realize that you shouldn't be looking outside. It's just like one of those self-help things. Don't look on the outside for the solve your problems because your problem may be within. Which sounds a little bit, uh, you know, like self-helpy, but it's it's actually kind of kind of truthful. It's a truth. It's a truism. So, so like I said, when I look for sunglasses, I, I'll do a quick pat around to see if they're in my pockets or something, and then I touch the top of my head, and then I go looking for them. Because I don't want to be in a situation where I lose my sunglasses on my head. It's the same thing. I only been locked out of my car one time. And it was one time when I allowed myself to be distracted. I had literally created the habit of physically seeing my key in my hand. Or at the very least, feeling the outline of the key in my pocket or feeling it in my hand before I even attempt to close the door. And the one time I didn't do that, I got locked out. So I won't allow that to happen again. I now actually carry a key on my belt, a separate, a second key on my belt just to be safe on the safe side. Because sometimes I'm too way too far away from home to be messing around, getting locked out of the car. So I want to make sure that doesn't happen. So it doesn't happen, right? But here's something that was really, really weird, and something that, and 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 the whole losing my sunglasses reminded me of something else, which also reminded me of something else because that's how my brain works. I was with this girl, and we were, I went to her house, and this was a girlfriend, you know, long girlfriend. We'd been going together for a long period of time and getting it on for a long period of time. And um, so I go over there and I'm with her. She came to where I was, picked me up and took me to where she was because, let's be honest, <laughs> she wanted some of the king, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, I've had sex with me. I don't blame her. <laughs> I should probably cut that part out. So I'm over there at her house, you know, and I went over and she comes to pick me up. I go over there, get it on with her. And uh, we're hanging out and everything because it was you know, my turn to go over there and Make her happy at her place. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Banging. So we're about to leave, and I'm going. Okay, let's go. We got to get to. We gotta, I got these tickets for this play. We're gonna go to this play real quick. Take care of this business. We got to get this. We got to get to this thing. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. I was ready to go, and she was doing her whole. I'm gonna wait until the last few minutes, and then start applying makeup with three seconds before we're supposed to leave at the last possible moment. And she does that, and I, knowing that I just got it on with her, and I saw what she was wearing when she came out of the bathroom, and I'm going, oh, ho, ho, as soon as that plays over. I'm jumping on top of you because I have got to jump. I mean, good God, that dress is not a dress. It's frosting, and I'm going to, anyway. So we're about to walk out. You know, she got the nice little pants. wasn't a dress. Why did I say dress? Jesus Christ. It was these, you know, it was like a the nice, uh, it doesn't really matter. It was, she had nice these nice pants on. You know, those woman pants. It was like, hi, I just want to remind you that I'm delicious by wearing these pants that make my, deli- my buttocks look delicious, my legs delicious, and this top is delicious, and everything's delicious. And I'm going, that's delicious. <laughs> so we're about to leave, and she puts, she goes, oh, God, okay, I got everything. And I'm going, you got everything? Great, 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 great. And she couldn't find her car keys. Oh, no. We don't even know where the car keys are. Oh, no. We go to the hook by the door where they normally are. 
Oh, no. We go to the big bowl she has on the table where she normally throws the keys. If it's not on the hook, it's in the bowl. And guess what? It ain't in the hook and it's not in the bowl. Oh, no. There's a drawer in her kitchen where she puts crap like pens and crap and keys and crap. Pull it out there. There's pens and crap and crap, but no keys with the crap and the pens. Oh, no. And now we're going to be late. And now we're frantic. And now she goes, I don't care what this house looks like. Tear it up. Dump out everything till we find those keys. We'll clean it up when we get back. And I'm going, <laughs> what do you mean we? We're going to come back from that play. I'm going to go, hey, girl, we're going to get that in the morning. I'm going to take you back in the room. I'm going to take you to Bang City about three or four times. We're going to go to sleep. And I'm going to go, you know, you look beautiful this morning in the morning. And I'm going to say, you look so great. All right, let me go take a shower. <laughs> oh, let me put some clothes because I want to walk around. Just, I mean, one of your friends might come over. I don't want them to think that, you know, I'm going to be walking around and I'm with no clothes on. That's disrespectful. Respectful, ha, 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 and I'm going to pick up the phone. Look, dude, give me a favor. Call me in five minutes. She, we, we messed the house up looking for her keys, and I don't feel like helping to clean this crap up, so you call me in, in exactly five minutes. And I'm going, okay, I'm really enthusiastic about cleaning up this crap that we ripped up looking for your keys. I am all for being here to help you out damn it because helping you clean up a big mess is what i'm here for because it's been three minutes how long can i keep this rap going because i want to literally talk until he calls so i don't have to pick anything up and then four minutes and then another thing about cleaning up stuff i'm the kind of boyfriend that really loves helping you clean up stuff and then come on dude what the hell's going on four minutes and 50 seconds go come on come on come on and another thing and then hello what an emergency where i have to leave right now and not pick up anything Oh, man, I really was looking forward to picking up all this crap to be dumped in the middle of the floor looking for keys. But an emergency is an emergency. Sorry, honey. <laughs> That's what I was planning. Back to real back to real time. I don't care what it looks like. You tear everything up, dump everything out. We got to find those keys. I want to see this play. And we're dumping out drawers and pulling, pushing pillows all over the place and flipping over couches and stuff. Which is really ironic because <laughs> we were doing something like that. No, 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 no I'm not going to go in the bedroom stuff. <laughs> so the house looks like a hurricane hit it. And we're sitting there like, where are the keys? Where are the keys? Where are the keys? Where are the keys? And then she shifts in the chair. Ah! And says that. And then she realized while she was getting dressed and she had the keys in the bathroom with her, she threw them in her back pockets. And forgot about them. And so we basically just tore her apartment up for no reason and now we have to clean all this crap up and I'm thinking well you know I'm thinking this is kind of one of those things where we're together in this you're just like well we tore this place up and I'm going you know what I'm not going to scam out of getting out of cleaning this crap up I'm still going to bang the crap out of her first and clean it up in the morning but you know, I'm not going to scam out of getting I'm in my mind I'm, I'm still going to bang the crap out of her when we come back but I'm definitely not going to scam out of cleaning this up that would be the wrong thing to do you know, besides I'm in a, I'm really in a good mood for about three hours after after banging. So, you know, when I wake up, it'll be the clock starts when you wake up from the post banging. You'll be in good mood. So it'll take about an hour to clean it up. So it's not a big deal. But what does she do? <clears throat> Even though she's the one that lost the key, she now turns it on me like I did something. It's your fault. What? This is all your fault. How is it my fault? Really? You don't know how it's your fault? No. I mean, you you took your keys off the hook or out of the jar, wherever you got, up, of the, the bowl in the kitchen, the table, into the bathroom. Why would you do that? You know, you grab your keys when you're on the way out. You took them into the other room. You broke your pattern. And then because you took them into the bathroom, you took them through them in your back pocket when you don't normally do that. And then all of a sudden, we're tearing the whole house up. Didn't you feel the keys in, the, in your back pocket? No, I did not. I was distracted because I was afraid I, because I did not know where the keys were. So how was that my fault? I mean, if I had done something like that, you would have been, you would have been blaming me, and I would have been like, yeah, it's my fault, and that would have been it. But somehow you try to act like, well, it is your fault. How was it my fault that you lost your keys? Let me ask you a question. If I was standing over there making pancakes right now, what would you do? wait and then eat them no 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 you would not wait and eat them you'd walk behind me tell me how good i smell you'd bite me on the neck or lick my neck or something and then where would your hands be uh your tits no you'd get to, no you never start with the tits you get to the tits later you always caress my ass well you got a delicious ass i know but that's beside the point 
So, I mean, what's, what's, that, what's that got to do? Okay, so I grab your ass when you're paying pancakes. And so what? Okay, now say I'm on the other side of the kitchen right now, right right there, and I was getting a glass of water, and you walked into the kitchen to get something out of the refrigerator. Before you went to the refrigerator, what would you do? I don't know. Think about what I wanted to get out of the refrigerator? No, no, you wouldn't. You'd say, hey, girl, and then you'd, you'd wrap your arms around me, and I'd laugh and giggle because it feels good to be held by you, and then you'd kiss my neck and smell my hair, and where would your hands be? Uh... I don't know your hair. No, you cup my ass. You always grab and rub my ass. So? And then you'd go to the refrigerator and you'd get something out of the refrigerator. Then you would take it, put it on the counter next to the refrigerator, come back to me, and what would you do? Grab your ass. Grab my ass. Every time I'm not sitting down, if you're within hand, if you're within arm's reach of me, your hands are always on my ass. Why are we discussing this what does this have to do with anything? So, today, as I'm getting dressed, right, what happened? I was I was using your laptop to do some work. I know. And I said, when we're going on a date, you don't do any work, do you? Well, I had to, I mean, I figured I'd knock it out. You was in the bathroom for so long. You know, I figured you were in the bathroom, looking, you know, getting yourself looking delicious. Stop saying delicious. I know I'm delicious. You think I'm delicious. Don't try to give me compliments to try to change the subject. Yeah, I was kind of trying to change the subject. Uh, so, anyway. So, you're doing the work there, and you're not supposed to be doing work. I know, but I mean, it was just a couple of things. No, that's not the point. What I'm saying is, you were doing work. Now, if you weren't doing that work, what would you be doing? Sitting on the couch watching TV. Mm-hmm. And I would walk past you, and what would you do? What? You would say my ass looks yummy and then you would get up and I would giggle and you would hug me and kiss me and you would rub my ass and squeeze on my ass and try to get me back in bed and I would say, no, stop. We got to go to the play. You can have some when we get back. Okay. So the one time you didn't feel my ass, the keys were in my back pocket. Had you felt my ass like you normally did, you would have found the keys. So that's what, what are you talking about? I'm just saying. Oh my God! So how to, so you're gonna act like this had nothing to do with you? It did not have anything to do with me. Oh! And then she was getting angrier, and angrier because I had the nerve to spend that one seven-minute period without squeezing her buttocks, and she was getting madder. And then I realized if she keeps getting mad. I'm not going to be able to squeeze her buttocks, nor will I be able to bring her back and take her to Bang City after the play. And whether or not I win this fight or not does not matter to me at all. So I am now going to fall on my imaginary sword to guarantee buttocks squeezes in the elevator and buttocks entering all later on that evening. And I go, you know what? You're right. You're absolutely right. I should not have done the work on that computer. You know what I'm saying? I should have just done what I normally would do, which is grab your buttocks every time you walk by, and then you giggle and I squeeze your buttocks and tell you how delicious it is. Thank you. You know, and and I think that you should, you should, you know, you should do the most of the cleaning in this room, because it's your fault. I'm going. It's going to take about an hour to clean all of this. But then again, if she's not there yelling at me, telling me I'm doing it wrong, it's probably going to take 35 minutes. 35 minutes room cleaning. two and a half hours of banging yep that's worth it (laughs) not a problem (laughs) so i cleaned the room for took me 32 minutes and then banged the crap out of us for several hours why because it was worth it but the thing is like i said the keys were in her back pockets The, the 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 glasses were on the top of my head and I realize a lot of times when we're looking out and thinking that the problem's on the outside, my friend. Oh, no, the problem's not on the outside, you bastard. The problem's on the inside. I had a friend of mine who was having a problem, and I was saying all this. this I now know that I have to look at me first. I had a friend of mine that had a problem. I'm not going to say what the problem was. I'm just going to say that the person had a problem. And... I was giving this person counsel on that specific problem. And it, it's really easy to do that because you can look objectively at somebody else's stuff. You can be detached and give good advice. So I give the guy the advice. 
and it's working for him. And I'm noticing that his problem is 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 going away. You can you know it's like it was it was like his problems were like the people in line at a supermarket. And you don't want to get in line, but you start seeing the line shrink. You can watch the line shrinking in front of you and you realize, wow, I better get in this line. It's not as big a problem as I thought. Well, all the problems that he was talking about, the thing that he was doing that was not right that I told him to do this and he did that and I could see his problems disappearing and I gave good advice and then I realized I was giving good advice to him but I was missing the sunglasses on my own head. I was missing the keys and the ass I should have been squeezing. It's funny how I draw comparisons to sunglasses and an ex-girlfriend's delicious buttocks, but I do stuff like that because that's me. Shut up, deal with it. Anyway, and I realized, wait a minute, I'm still overweight. This is before I started working out. I'm still overweight. I'm, I'm fat. I shouldn't be fat. I've been in shape before. I'm giving this guy counsel on his problems and looking objectively at him and saying you should do this, 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 and this and helping him formulate a plan to solve his problems. And I realize I have this problem. This problem is being overweight. This problem is having too much adipose tissue on. This problem is me shrinking myself back down to where I need to go. I'm giving him advice, but I didn't give me advice. And I got a problem too. And my problem is extra ass. So just like... After that incident with the girlfriend, I made it a point to make sure that I constantly had my hands on a delicious ass. And of course, it became a running joke when I would go, just looking for my keys. <laughs> and she said, I lost some money. I'm sorry, sometimes you put money in your bra. And then I squeeze. No, that's, that's a different story. But I realize now, before I even talk about what somebody else is doing, even if they ask me to help them, I got to make sure I touch the top of my head and make sure that I know where my sunglasses are. Because I gave this guy help with his stuff, I realized, wait a minute, buddy, if you're giving good advice to these other people, shouldn't you give good advice to yourself? Shouldn't you look objectively at your own punk ass? That's a too big punk ass. It should be a fit ass, but it's not a fit ass yet, but it's getting there. It's not a fit ass yet, but I'm working on it. It's not a fit ass yet, but it will be. So you need to work on your own ass, damn it. So I tapped my head and found my sunglasses and put them on. And I now know, always tap your head first, damn it, so you know where your sunglasses are. And always grab your wife's ass if she says she can't find something. <laughs> it just, it, I just like grabbing my woman's ass. I don't have a woman right now, but whoever the next woman is, I'm going to be grabbing your ass a lot. I just want to warn you. But it was a weird story. All of these are weird stories. I just remembered how funny it was to be yelled at because I didn't grab her ass enough because her keys were in her back pocket. Even though that relationship didn't work out, she really did. Uh, I really wish I was with her right now, helping her look for her keys. That would be great. Did some of the best times of my life were thinking her key-holding place. No one held keys like that woman, except the woman that went that after that who... Okay, that's a different story. I don't want to talk about that. It's just, you know, I have good taste in women. Well, good taste in women, you know, for about three years or so. And then sometimes they start going, how come everybody keeps, how come all of these girls want to hug you after shows? Because they think I'm funny. You're fucking these bitches, aren't you? So when exactly would that have happened, seeing as how they came into the club, I performed for an hour and a half, I walk off and I hug them. Do you think that somehow um, I you know, have this kind of magical powers where I can bang women from the stage. That's a kind of, that's, I digress. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, folks, always know where your keys and your sunglasses are. You dig? Pat your head. Grab somebody's ass. You'll feel better. Segment. Well, folks, that has been probably, this has been probably one of the weirdest and most disjointed episodes of the Yes, Anthony Says podcast. <laughs> I've been thrown off a little bit by ridiculous amounts of la ridiculous amounts of not being able to go to sleep, a recent car accident, some sick relatives and stuff. <sighs> 
I should be back to my my normal level of insanity and weirdness by next week. I'm pretty sure I will be. But I want to thank you guys for indulging me 233 times uh, being uh, who I am and who I am is a little bit nuts. And quite frankly, you're just about as nuts because you keep listening to this crap. <laughs> Love you. If you're not following me on Twitter, please do so. And the Twitter for me specifically is at S. Anthony Thomas. The Twitter for the show is at S. Anthony Says. Look for S. Anthony Thomas on Instagram because I'm there. I'm S. Anthony Thomas 1 on Snapchat. Quite frankly, any place you can actually play a podcast, I'm on and I'm on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. If it plays a podcast, I'm on it. So... Basically, whatever podcatcher you're using, I'm probably on it. If not, just Google as Anthony says, and I'll be the first thing that pops up. Pick a podcatcher and play it. Dag nabbit. If you love the show, please feel free to give a nice review to the show. A five-star review would be great. If you're on iTunes, please review the show. Say kind things. Go over the top about how incredible I am and delicious and sexy. <laughs> and give six stars. I know it only goes up to five, but try to find a way to add a sixth star, damn it. I want to do something unique. Support the show, my friends, by telling your friends who you think will like this crap. Uh, subscribe. if you, Please do that. And I just want to say thank you very, very much for, for listening to me, man. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, if you want to support the show by donating to the show, people have asked me, why don't you just ask people who want to donate to the show to donate to the show? Well, you can do it. Uh, you can do it at the, the Podcast Revolution site. As Anthony says, at podcastrevolution.org. You can do it there, become a backer of the show. You can do it uh, at uh, S. Anthony says dot podbean. com. You can do it at any one of those places. But no matter what you do, I just want to thank you for giving me this time every week. I really, really appreciate it. And I wasn't kidding when I tell you that, you know, sometimes when I have like a really, really, a really hectic week and there's a lot of weird things going on, some things that are negative that I can't really talk about right now that have nothing to do with me, sick relatives. Um, and they're really stressful, sick relatives. And uh, crazy family also. And uh, business crap that's not going the way it's supposed to, but I'll figure it out. Um, I know that at the end of the week, at some point, I'll be able to record this and uh, I'll be able to talk to you. And that means a lot to me. And it also means a lot to me that you um, that you dig the show, according to what you write to me, unless you're going, this show really sucks, but I'm going to write that I like it anyway. <laughs> hey, let's get a large number of, hey, large number of people. Yeah. You want to write this guy at his, e- at his email address? Talk to us, Anthony, at gmail.com. T-A-L-K-T-O-S, Anthony, at gmail.com. Let's write him a bunch of letters about how much we love the show and how cool he is, but not mean it. Wait a minute, you're not doing that, are you? Are you people that are writing me, giving me all those compliments? Are you really, really saying bad things about me behind my back, you bastards? <laughs> I'm not really a crier. <laughs> I just want to say seriously, though, much love to all of you. I really, really appreciate you guys. You guys are the coolest bastards on the planet, and it's an honor to be able to talk to you every week. And I'm going to do it again next week, and I look forward to hearing from you during the course of the week, and I look forward to talking to you again next week. Ladies and gentlemen, much love to you. doesn't matter to me whether you're listening to me on a treadmill, whether you're listening to me on a lawnmower, in your earbuds, walking down the street, skydiving. I don't care. I love you, and thanks for the loving me. And I'm going to say it on the count of three, and you know what I'm going to say. Say it with me. S. Anthony. Anthony.